I am happy to announce that the winner is All About Eve. Parasite. Kramer versus Kramer. Chicago! West Side Show. The Lord of the Rings, The Return of the King. One flew over the cuckoo's Shakespeare in Love. May I have the envelope, please? It is today. Today is today. Today is the day. <laughs> um, and uh, Sam, who is this guy over mm-hmm, here. Correct. Introduce yourself, Sam. Yes, I am Sam. <laughs> <laughs> and my name is Rance. Uh, and um, if this is your first episode of the podcast, you're really coming in on a big one. Um, basically, uh, Sam, what's your whole spiel? Just give the people what they want. Yes, so we have we've landed at a very important milestone in Academy Awards history. We've made it fifty years. Fifty. Rance, we've been oh doing this for fifty. It feels so that's like fifty years. Nineteen twenty-seven. To 1977. That is correct. Oh my gosh. So how many movies have we talked about? We have talked about hundreds. Right, right, right. Literally hundreds. But we've actually talked about 51 Best Picture winners because you and I have an asterisk. (laughs) Correct, yes. On our our Best Picture winners. Absolutely. The the reason there's 51 is because that first year there were two Best Picture winners. Wings and Sunrise are both technically the Best Picture winners of that year. So what we're going to do for this special episode mm-hmm. is we are going to give you our rankings of, well, rankings of 51 down to 26. We're going in reverse order. We're trying to rank all the Best Picture winners, uh-huh. and we're going to give you the first half of those rankings in this episode, and the next week we'll give you our list from 25 down to number one. So technically, you get one more movie this week. It's yes. very exciting. You get a number 51. Um and if you want to hear more about our thoughts and opinions on these movies, I'm kind of looking forward to readdressing some of these films because yeah. I feel like my opinions have maybe shifted since we're re- sure. our recordings. I must admit, yes, but, there were a couple of rankings that I put here where even I surprised myself. Yeah. Kind of looking back, and I was like, wait a minute, wow, I guess I do like that movie more than I think that I do. <laughs> In context... <laughs> You know, when, get, when put up against others. But if you want to hear us talk more in depth about any of those, once again, it's a podcast where we're going through every single Best Picture winner. So all you got to do is go back to that movie's year, and you can hear us talk all about whatever <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> film it is you're interested in. Um, but uh, also, real quick note here, this episode is very significant. Um, Sam and I recorded the first, like, 20 or so episodes in person in my apartment. Yes, yes, yes. And then the pandemic hit. And when the pandemic hit, we recorded uh, via online communication. Correct. Um, and this is, after a year and a half, the first time we have been in the same room. Yes. Recording. We are both vaccinated. We're vaxxed and waxed and we're ready to go. <laughs> That's exactly right. <laughs> and I also like to further note about that too. We were also doing like a cross country. You know, I was back home in Iowa for mm-hmm. quite a while and we were still recording back then. Yeah. So this really is uh, so exciting. This is so exciting. I'm really excited to and see. Fun. Yes, this is going to be so fun. Okay. Right. I'm so curious. Let's yeah. let's just dive right in. Let's dive right in. Um, just real quickly. Yeah. I, I want to ask you, do you have... Um, what movie do you think is going to be in the back half of your list that will be in the top half of mine? That is a really good question. Okay, there is a movie that I think you're putting in your top 25, and that movie is All Quiet on the Western Front. I feel like that's in your top 25, and it's in the okay. back half of mine. Okay. 
Um, that's a spoiler. Yes. Um, I think that uh, we'll have a pretty big gap in where we place West Side Story. <laughs> I think we actually might too. Yeah, <laughs> you're right. Um, and then <laughs> I I think we might have a big gap in where we put Midnight Cowboy. I was actually going to say that too. I really yeah. think that that's going to be a little different for both of us too. Yeah. Yes. That's my that's my guess. That's the guess. I okay. think I yeah okay. This is okay. Let's just get it. Let's just get into it. Um, okay. okay. What is your last place number fifty one best picture winner? Give it to us. The Broadway Melody. Mm, we're already different. Oh no! Really? <laughs> we're already you different. hate it so much. I do hate it. <laughs> to be fair, these like the these like bottom five are pretty interchangeable. Right. Um, but I had to go with Cimarron. Okay. Do you, you know, you get I it, mean, like, equal, you know, just equal, awful, like... <laughs> I mean, like, uh, I Cimarron is also in my bottom five. We'll get to it. Yes. But, um, you know, I, I just think that it is better narratively structured. That's fair. No, no, no. Very true. I, I, I should probably give a little preface here. How I really did this was I just went, which movie would I rewatch again? So that's kind of... It's all about rewatchability so for me. So are you going to rewatch Broadway Bell? Over Cimarron, I would, yes. Yes, and that's where, like, my ranking comes into place. Like, that's how I had to do it. Like, would I watch this one over this one? And the answer was yes. I really have zero intention of ever watching Cimarron ever again. Okay. And that's why. So, uh, that's... That's totally fair. So, is your number 50? It's not. No, what is it? My number 50 is going my way. Oh, wow. <laughs> I, I really, really hated that movie. I, I, it's, that movie's just so boring. I, I really, I really had like, you know, if you go back and listen to that episode, I have very slim to no good things to say about that no, movie. No, you do not. Wow. Oh my God. Um, All right, what's your 50? The Greatest Show on Earth. That makes a lot of sense. Okay. I hated The Greatest Show on yeah. Earth. Um, <laughs> I, I can't like... I can't. I, I mean, like, there's no excuse for a movie in the 1950s winning Best Picture to be as bad as that movie is. I can give it no excuses. It, it yeah. is it, the only, you know, the connection between our two number 50s is Bing Crosby, who makes a cameo in The Greatest Show on Earth. Yes. And that is the best part of The Greatest Show on Earth. <laughs> That's the best part. And that is the only, that and I, I like Gloria Graham. Fair. There we go. Fair. And you know what? That was actually. Oh. Yeah. And Cornell Wild shirtless there almost go. knocks it up a couple places. There you go. There Maybe you that's go. That's why it's higher on your list. And I don't know. It is higher, but by only one notch. Oh no! It is number forty-nine for oh, me. Okay. <laughs> for the reasons you just stated, uh, I give me some Cornell Wild. You bet. That's that's. I would rather watch that than Bing Crosby and Barry Fitzgerald going at it. <laughs> that didn't sound right. But you know what I mean. <laughs> it didn't quite come out how I wanted I'm just it to. Let that sit for a second. <laughs> See, I would also rather watch Cornell Wilde swinging on a trampeze than yeah. that. So I, I get that. But my 49 yes. is Cimarron. Oh, okay. There we go. There we go. There we go. Which, I mean, on top of being kind of a mess and having <laughs> one of the hammiest lead performances in history, yeah. um, is also super racist. Very. But also doesn't think it's racist, mm-hmm. which makes it somehow even worse. Yes, so, yes. Because it thinks it's putting forth like this incredibly progressive message, um, but at the same time, it has this just like these awful stereotypical uh, characters. So, um, 
yeah, I find the movie harmful. I am very much. I'm taking it, it, it's knock that out. <laughs> forty eight. Okay, forty eight for me mm-hmm. is around the world in eighty days. <laughs> you kind of in a similar vein as the greatest show on earth. It's way too long. Very dull subject matter, very hammy acting, but I guess I notch it above Greatest Show because Shirley MacLaine's in it? <laughs> Maybe that's why? I don't really know. Not playing an appropriate character. <laughs> not at all. all. Not at all. Um, I, uh, I I went with The Life of Emile Zola for number okay. 48, and I did that because it, it's boring. <laughs> sure is, yes, it it's is. It's like the worst type of... Um, Hollywood prestige picture, yeah, um, where it's just like all the elements of what's supposed to make a movie important. Very that, and very dull. And I feel like the life of Emile Zola. When you just read the title, it sounds, and the movie is exactly what the title sounds like. <laughs> yes. You know what I mean? It just sounds dull, it and is. it is, it is. <laughs> and it is. Um, I will give it some props for um, dealing with anti-Semitism. Yes. Um, that is, uh, I think that's the only historically interesting note about the movie for being an early um, take on that. Yeah, definitely. Um, especially important given the time. So I do want to give props to Emile Zola for that, but. It's fucking boring. It's, it's just a very <laughs> boring dull. movie that uh, is talky and, you know, doesn't doesn't come together. Um, and not the best movie of 1937. No. Uh, number 47, I guess I'll go, go since you went, is, uh, The Great Ziegfeld. Mm. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, from the year before Zola. Um, and it could, it's funny, I think the movie could be a really, really good time. Yeah. If it was an hour short. Yes, God, yes. Because <laughs> it has some elements of it, including the people who star in the movie, um, particularly William Powell, who I always enjoy. Um, you know, Myrna Lloyd doesn't show up for two hours. Yes. Literally two hours. Yes. I'm not exaggerating. It's over two hours before you see second build Myrna Loy, and you feel every minute she's not there because she should be there to make it more interesting. Yes. Um, and, you know, it's uh, it's just not... Um, it, there's sequences, like the beginning of it, I'm like, okay, maybe this will be fun. And then it just like meanders and the musical numbers are... Um, they really want to be like a Busby Berkeley number, but it's not even Busby Berkeley doing it, so it doesn't yeah. feel like... It, it's just... Um, totally. It's just, uh, it's just gaudy. Yeah, it's like one of those musicals where it is more about, you know, these follies performing. It's not like a, a, a musical as we think of today. There's not a whole lot it's of... It's not even like an accurate... Exactly. It's, it's a biography of a real person, but it's not like it's an accurate... Absolutely not. It's a glorified version of the man. I think the best part of it is the end when he says, more stairs, more stairs, <laughs> that part. Um, other than that, meh. Yours, 47? Couldn't agree. Yeah, so my 47 is another musical, and it is the Broadway Melody. Finally. Finally. I know. I, I guess I... I forgotten about it. I, I just... I, I really, really dislike Around the World in Eight Days and Greatest Show on Earth. I think those are two of, you know, just awful. Especially for them being in the 50s. There's no excuse for a movie that bad winning Best Picture. At least the Broadway Melody was one of the first talkies, you know? So, some credit there. There's some creativity in the movie, so I, I see what they're going for. But... 
But it's still awful. <laughs> it's still awful. Yeah, it just doesn't date well. And I, I mean, like, if I was, if I was judging it on those same merits that you just listed, maybe I would have put it a little bit higher and been more forgiving. But I, I can't lie that it just, it holds up the worst. Yeah, that's that is true. You know. Yeah. So, what about your forty-six? Oh wait, forty-six for me is the Great Ziegfeld. So. I put the two early musicals right next to each other. And uh, I could, do you have anything to add to... Uh, uh, only that, I guess, Louise Reiner shouldn't have won Best Actress, and that also is kind of a slam against it for me. She should have won Supporting. Yeah, know. her role, this isn't big enough. This is the first uh, instance, the first year of Supporting. Exactly. the first int- instance of Category 5. <laughs> Imagine that. At, yeah. least, at least the Oscars are consistent. <laughs> I mean, setting a precedent for years to come. <laughs> yeah. Um, I have a feeling my next one is uh, much lower than you have it. Ooh, okay, I'm really curious. This is number 45 now. Oh, 46. No, nope. we're in 46. 46. Oh, lies. Gigi. Gigi, yeah. Um, yeah. I, um, <laughs> I have to say, as beautiful and sumptuous as the movie is, as far as the art direction and cinematography goes, um, and even though the performances are good in the movie... Um, and some of the songs are catchy. I can't get over how creepy it is. It yeah. does not date well at all. Thank heavens for little girls is unfortunately a song that you can never hear in 2021 with the Oof. way it must have hit in 1958. Mm. And I don't know if it even hit in a way that was appropriate in 1958. How could we it? Still, because we were still making <laughs> a spectacle out of young women, and you know, there's it just does not feel it feels regressive, not prog- progressive, and yeah. Yeah, that's that's fair. You know, and that's I fair. I just don't care about the night they invented champagne. I don't <laughs> I don't remember it well. <laughs> Neither do they. <laughs> okay, we are on now. We're on number forty five. Yes, you can go. If you'd like. Okay, so forty five for me is one we've already mentioned: the life of Emil Zola. Mm-hmm. Um, I agree with you. It's very dull. I, I placed it above these others just because. I do think Joseph Schildkraut's performance is really, really good. Yes. Particularly toward the end. That's kind of its only redeeming merit, I guess. So, rewatchability, that's why. <laughs> um, going my way. My <laughs> God, that movie's awful. Um, I put number 40, the 44th, the 44 winner at number 45. There you go. Um... <laughs> I, I wrote down little notes for each of these. Oh, good. And my note for this was a perplexing Best Picture winner. Um, sure is. And I actually, I don't hate going my way as much as you do. Um, I just find it, like, forgettable. And it, it just feels like a movie that you put on in the background um, with that has some sentimentality. And then you look up and Bing Crosby sings for a second. And, you're like, mm-hmm. and then you look back down and then you don't pay attention for 30 minutes. And then you come back. It doesn't feel, it doesn't grab you. It, it's, it's so weird that it won Best Picture, particularly against a movie like Double Indemnity. Thank you. Or Since You Went Away. Yes. Um, which are such superior <clears throat> films. So. Very true. Um, so yeah, that's my 45. Okay, let's go to 44. What's your 44? Hamlet. Hamlet. Okay. Yes. Hamlet okay. is 44 because, um, not because it's bad. Mm-hmm. It's not bad. Um, it's just Shakespeare. <laughs> it's just, it does nothing for me. Yeah. I'm not a Shakespeare person. 
I I think that Hollywood awarded this film for its own sake of importance. <laughs> yeah. Um, look at us, we're serious. Yeah. Kind of thing, and it is artistically beautiful. Um, and Laurence Olivier is probably a perfect Hamlet. I also just I'm not a Shakespeare person, so I don't really care. Um, but you know. Um, it's not that I hate it. It's just number 44. I, I just, it didn't do anything for me. So. Okay, good. So my 44, this is kind of a new tier for me now. All the movies that we've talked about are really movies I will never oh, watch yeah, again. Yeah. This is, I, I would say we've transitioned. Yeah. I've, yes, I've I would agree. Yep. Yes. So from now on, these are movies that I might actually seek out again. And the one that is the bottom of that list is Cavalcade. That's my number 44. When we watched this movie, I think if you go back and listen to this episode, I we was genuinely very we surprised, surprised yeah. yeah, by actually how engrossing this movie really is. Um, it's It's got a lot of qualities that I like, family drama, um, uh, uh, like the the class warfare kind of going on. So it's, it's there's a lot going on to bite onto and to grab onto where it, it doesn't feel like you're sitting through just this boring slog, you know? Like, there are plenty moments to actually... And the best part is when you find out they're on the Titanic. Yeah! It's and like, like, what a fun reveal. What a fun reveal. It's Titanic. You're like, what? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, yeah. So, Cavalcade, 44. Um, Cavalcade was a surprise for me, mm-hmm. too. And um, I, I, I feel almost, like, defensive of Cavalcade because I feel like it gets a lot of... It's always at the bottom of these lists. Very true. Um, and I almost feel like it's just there because no one knows what it is. Yeah, they probably haven't seen it. I feel like people who rank this super duper low or like at the bottom yeah. haven't watched it all the way through. I think it deserves to be in that next, as you said, that next yeah. year. And that is why it's mine 43. Oh, beautiful. Yes. Excellent. Yes. Um, so your 43. My 43 is Gentleman's Agreement. Ah, oh. Mm. That is lower than I have it. So Sure, 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 sure. Uh, I guess... Uh, I guess on the flip side of Cavalcade, this one sort of underwhelmed me a little, mm-hmm. but it's just more modern, and, you know, I love Gregory Peck. He is beautiful in this movie. He is absolutely beautiful. Yes, he is. Um, and it's an interesting way of tackling anti-Semitism. Yeah. You know, it's... It, it's fine. Again, it's fine. It is yeah. absolutely fine. Um, <laughs> That's about all I have to say about it. <laughs> uh... Okay, so that leads us to... Your 43. My 42. Your... My 43. You did, yes. Yes. Um, My 42 (laughs) is Annie Hall. Wow, my 42 is Annie Hall. Are you serious? Oh my god, I'm not kidding you. Holy shit. (laughs) Holy shit. Wow, that's... Yeah. Um, It feels right. (laughs) I'm going to tell you, there's some movies that I have... Uh, above Annie Hall that may not be as well crafted as Annie Hall. Correct. But for all of the reasons we discussed last week, I cannot, I cannot rank it any higher because its its entire perspective is way too problematic. Uh, I couldn't agree more. Yeah, the only reason this does appear, <laughs> it's so low, but as high as it does yeah. on my list is because of the construction and the creativity yeah. that is involved in this movie. It's. It, it frustrates me fault, to no end. You I know, can't yeah. Fault the craftsmanship, but I can't. I think we Oof. we summarized it perfectly when we talked about how at the end of the movie he he takes credit for Annie yeah. Hall's um, intellectual ev- invo- involvement. Yeah. I guess. Yeah. Like, I'm sorry, dude. Bye. Bye. Yeah. Bye. <laughs> Get out of here. Yeah, it's really really frustrating. Ugh. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Let's move on. 
Uh, my 41, 41 is Around the World in 80 Days. Okay. <laughs> there it, it is. It finally showed up. There it is. Um, wow. That's a lot higher than I thought you would put it, honestly. Oh, I didn't like it at all. <laughs> um, but, you know, I'll tell you, the reason why it ranked above things that I, I don't dislike, uh-huh. like Cavalcade, um, is because I do think the spectacle of it would le- Like, if this movie played... On a big screen somewhere. Yeah. I think I enjoy watching the spectacle. Okay, sure. Okay. I mean, the balloon is super pretty. I get it. <laughs> I meant all the location <laughs> <Sure>. photography. <laughs> like, um, I appreciate the cinematography of it, and I think I missed half the cameos. So, oh, for sure. So maybe I would enjoy seeing certain people again. For sure. That's all. That's all I got. Okay, wonderful. 41. I would say that my forty-one is. How green was my valley? <gasps> Whoa! Yeah, that's, that's I mean, lower than I thought. The it reason be. it's this low is, I guess, just because I think Citizen Kane should have won Best Picture, oh, and I know that's wow. a very frequent wow. argument that everybody yeah. brings up, yada yada yada. But it's true. Like this movie is fine. It's 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 not my favorite John Ford movie by far. Um. Oh my gosh, what if it was mine and I was mad? <laughs> like, how could you? Can you imagine? No, I don't know. I just think that this movie is, again, it's it's fine. Just kind of like how I feel about Gentleman's Agreement. Like, it's fine. It's it's just not the best movie of 1941 at all. No. Um, I, 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 I agree with that statement. Um, however, uh, you won't see it until later in my list. Okay. Um, instead, I'm going to take a knife to your heart oh no and put Oliver at number 40 wow okay 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 that's okay I can I can live in a world where Oliver is ranked at number 40 um and this isn't just because I actually did get a hate message from somebody who was upset I didn't like Oliver oh my god (laughs) which is the most ridiculous thing that's ever happened since we started our podcast I know I haven't gotten any fan mail mind you but I did get somebody (laughs) I did get a message from somebody who told me that he I was I had no worthy film opinions because I didn't like Oliver um um I don't hate Oliver it's just not my favorite um I don't like children so Fair. Uh, I, that's a lie. I don't just <laughs> but um, but I find I often find children protagonists cloying. Mm. So I um, it it is Oliver is a good example of why I do. Yeah, that's fair. And yeah. I don't like the way that they, uh, I don't like the way they handled Nancy's death. I think that they they skip over it like it's not a big deal. Yeah, this is true. They really didn't care. No. Um, so as long as they didn't need her, they just like <laughs> yeah. threw her off. <laughs> yeah. Poor girl. Poor girl. 40. Go ahead. My 40 is also a musical. It's not the one you're thinking of. <laughs> <laughs> it's not the one you think it is. Don't do that to it. <laughs> no. So this is uh, My Fair Lady. It's okay. number 40 for me. Uh, mainly just because I find the protagonist in this film absolutely despicable. Kind of in the same vein as Woody Allen, I think Rex Erickson's performance is is annoying, and I think he is misogynistic, and I hate the way this movie ends between him and Eliza. I just don't buy it. Uh, also, the songs aren't that good. Sorry, there we go. I don't think they're that catchy. But it's pretty. It's very beautiful. <laughs> and that's about... 
all I have to say. It's very shallow. I'll withhold judgment. Uh, really, uh, <laughs> okay. You can go ahead and tell me you're 39 if you like. I will. Okay, number 39. <laughs> it's also a musical. I know. Uh, it is An American in Paris. I thought that's what it would be. Um, yes. So tell me, Sam, how do you feel about that American who went to Paris? You know... And I get a lot of hate for not liking American in Paris. A lot of my other friends also don't understand why I don't like this movie. It is entirely to do with the dream ballet at the end. I just Uh can't get into it. And I wish I could because a lot of people watch that and it's like their favorite parts. Yeah. Same thing with, um, with, uh, The, 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 the other Gene Kelly movie, musical, that didn't, wasn't even not really the best picture. Sing in the Rain, thank you. Sing in, sing in the Rain. Same thing at the end of that movie where people fucking love the huge dance number and I would rather fast forward because it does nothing for me. Um, maybe it's just like dance on the screen doesn't captivate me as much as like dance on the stage does. Maybe. I don't know. It doesn't read cinematic to me and I have no emotion. I have no emotional connection to it. <laughs> maybe you just don't have emotions. Oh, God. And, uh, no, I'm, I'm, I'll get to I'll get to my American Paris thoughts later. My thirty nine has been her. Fair. That's a that's a worthy placement of that. Um, I uh, don't care for Ben Hur. Um, <laughs> More like you would prefer Ben Him. Oh yeah, I would. <laughs> I don't know. Um, I mean, outside of his relationship with the with uh, what's the actor's name? Um, Charlton Heston? No, Charlton Heston's relationship with... Uh, with, um... Oh, what's the ad, What's the actor's name? Oh, 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 um, 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 oh, God. Uh, this will come... Uh, I, I'm looking it up right now. Do it, yeah. I am uh, be faster than my Stephen brain. Boyd. There it is. Stephen Boyd. Outside of his relationship with Stephen Boyd, I don't care. <laughs> and uh, yeah. I can appreciate the spectacle... Um, and some of the technical innovations. I'm not a Charlton Heston fan, so it's really hard for me to separate person from performance, but I also don't think you should have won for this performance. Uh, yeah. And um, the chariot scene is indeed one for the books, mm-hmm. and that's what keeps it up from the bottom 10. For sure. Me. So. Sure, that, that makes sense. Yeah. Uh, 38, Wings. Wings for you. Okay, okay. Um... <clears throat> The aerial footage is incredible in the movie. Um, it really is a good example of, I think, what silent films uh, had gotten, had become capable of at this point. Mm-hmm. There's another silent movie that I prefer, which we will get to later. Yeah. Um, that's the like co-winner this year, and uh, it's a little too long. Um, but but yeah. I, I don't I I. I, I just don't like it as much as the things that I'm putting over it. At this point, I don't hate anything that's coming up, so. Yeah. Um, you know, uh, it's it's fine. Yeah. It's just, I think there are actually even better silent movies, so that's my opinion. Okay, so my number 38 is, oh, my number 38 was also the Best Picture winner of 1938. <laughs> you can't take it with you. Oh. <laughs> just realized that. <laughs> that's kind of cool. Yeah. Um... Yeah, I mean, you know, as far as Frank Capra films go, this one is not my favorite. Mm-hmm. But it's sweet, and it has a good heart. So, you know, you can enjoy the ensemble in this movie. It kind of, yeah, you know, it's, it holds your attention long enough for that. But. It does. It definitely, I think, I don't think anyone's going to argue that it is. It's funny, I think that there are Frank Capra Best Picture nominees. That are better. better yes. Than you can <laughs> yes. Um, including Mr. Smith. Yeah, or, totally. Uh, 
of course, it's Wonderful Life. Um, but the other Frank Camper winner, I have a feeling we neither of us will be talking about this week. So <laughs> I think you're right. I think it's a safe. And maybe that's assumption. also why this is so far down. Is what you're saying is I just think the quality of his other films are just so spectacular that this one just feels very middle of the road for him. Kind of like he's just going through the motions. If anybody knew the other ones were still to come, would it have won? Right. You know, or is this a situation like, oh, well, Frank Capra, well, this is the end of his run. Definitely. And, you know, like, and he still has a lot left in him. Yep. So, um, Grand Hotel is my 37. Grand Hotel's your 37. Okay, okay. Yes. Oh, okay. Um, I, I do like Grand Hotel. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that... I think the Garbo section of it is kind of is kind of what drags it down for me. Yeah, I would agree with you. Um, I have recommended, and I know we we both watched uh, Nanashka. I do think I, I'm not trying to disparage her as an actress. Um, I I think she is wonderful in Nanashka in particular. Um, she definitely has a presence about her, but I think she overplays in Grand Hotel, mm-hmm. and I yes. think it it takes me out of it. Um, even though I, I really like the Barrymores, I really like, I love Joan Crawford in mm-hmm. Grand, Grand Hotel. I think it's one of her best performances. Um, but, uh, overall, I think those sections kind of bring down the whole movie, even though I also think it is, um, a very interesting movie and it definitely sets a precedent for, um, for the all-star cast movie. You can take a through line to Grand Hotel to, um... Poseidon Adventure, yeah, or uh, even something like well, like Murder on the Orient Express, Murder on the Orient Express, uh-huh. um, Knives Out. Yeah, you can like it's yeah. a through line of the all star cast drama. Very much so. Know? Yeah. So, anyway. Yeah. Okay. My thirty seven is Hamlet. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, for, you know, same kind of reasons you were saying it's. It is Shakespeare. I do like Shakespeare, but Hamlet is one of my least favorite Shakespeare. So, you know, I'll I'll take some of it. I, I will say I do think that what Laurence Olivier did with the script and cutting it down and editing parts out to make it actually fit into a two-hour-long movie mm-hmm. is really miraculous. So and I am credit s- to him for that. Serious. It is a visually interesting movie. Oh, yeah. Shakespeare's film noir. Come on. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so I, I can't knock it too hard. It's just not like... You know, not my thing. Yes. Um, it's a mood. <laughs> you definitely have to, like, buy into it, for sure. Do you have a 36? I do have a 36. It is Patton. Oh, okay. Mm. Okay. Okay. You know, we've, we've talked about a lot of movies covering wartime, specifically World War II. We've covered a lot of these movies in depth. And of all the World War II movies to win Best Picture, or even that we've talked about, this one's probably my least favorite. Mm. And I think it's just because it's a character study about a character that I... Who is... Yeah, hate. He's so unlikable. Yeah. So unlikable. And... And it just... It just doesn't carry... It doesn't... So since he's so unlikable, it doesn't warrant as long as it is, as episodic as it tends to be. You know, maybe this would be a better miniseries. I don't know. Do you think that... The war fatigue had any influence on how much you disliked it? It's quite possible. It's quite yeah. possible. And it's, you know, there's also the, also the thing that George C. Scott refused this Oscar. And there's a, you know, the personal part of me that's like, how could you? How dare you <laughs> take the it's honor? It's almost like he was such an unlikable character that it almost, uh, 
it almost like makes it like who cares if you <laughs> if you rejected it, you yeah. know? Like it just makes him seem like he's the curmudgeon his character is. Definitely. I don't know what he was like in real life at all. I'm not if he was a lovely I don't know. Uh, for me, number thirty six yes, yes. is uh Tom Jones. <laughs> I was wondering when you were gonna bring up Tom Jones because I felt like <laughs> We were a little uh, divided on this one, so <laughs> this I makes sense. I didn't hate Tom Jones. <laughs> Tom Jones is, is like... Don't lie to it's me. A, it's a hippy-dippy <laughs> movie, and I'm not a hippy-dippy person, so... Fair. Um, so, like, it's fine. <laughs> I, uh, I've said that a lot about these movies in the middle. Um, it's, yeah. uh, it's, it's there. It's cool. It's whatever. I think 1963 is a really weak year, so whatever. That's true. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. It's like in between some really good years and it's kind of there. Yeah. It's just like when Cleopatra is nominated for Best Picture, like what are you even doing? So, okay, Tom Jones, I'm not upset that you won. There's like nothing else I would have chosen. So you can, you can exist. And Albert Finney's just so pretty. It's true. Oh, and I put it at 36, which is an inversion of 63. Okay, okay, okay. I see there where you're you coming go. from. Okay. All right. Um, and you? Uh, okay, yes. so now I'm down to number 35. Okay. 35 for me is Gigi. Oh, yes. So it's it's still, you know, toward the bottom, I guess, half of my rankings. Yeah. But I don't know. I guess, yes, this movie's creepy. There is, there, it is problematic. It is. But the costumes and the cinematography, and for me, the music is so much better in Gigi than it is in An American in Paris and... My Fair Lady. Okay. So if we're talking about like which you know musicals I would revisit, I honestly would revisit Gigi over those two. And just fast forward to the first 10-15 minutes. <laughs> you know? <laughs> I guess. I know that you like watching stories about Oh god. <laughs> about young girls being prepared to be Women of the night. I know. So. As you were like, you know, <laughs> giving your reasons for ranking Gigi as like the worst movie of all time, I was like, oh God, what does I it didn't say? I the worst I movie know. of all time. <laughs> I know, I know. <laughs> <laughs> but I was like, oh, what does it say about me that I put Gigi at like number 35? <laughs> I don't know. I think it's pretty. I think there's there's enough to, you know, pull me back that sort of, that excuses the, <laughs> the, the, the troublesome subject matter, but... <laughs> Uh, yeah, I, okay, I, would, I would come back you, to it. You're digging yeah. it yourself. I'm, I'm still gonna... digging. I'm still digging. <laughs> um, I put Gentleman's Agreement at 35. Oh, okay, okay. Um, you've already discussed it, obviously. Um, I, uh, I think it's very forward-thinking, and it's really trying hard to be a progressive movie. I don't think it quite gets there mm-hmm. most of the time, because um, I think it's a little too like elementary in its... Depiction definitely of um, but that is also maybe how things needed to be digested in 1947. So I don't hold it against the movie. Right. Um, I just I I think that we have better versions of what it's trying to do now. True, so. because you know we're still dealing with in production code material in the you know late 40s. So you're right. I think there it does come across a little vanilla as opposed to other it films does. that have come out obviously but, recently. And I I will say um, you mentioned Gregory Peck's great, but I. I really like John Garfield in the movie. Ooh, as well. yes. Yeah. Oh, and Celeste Holm. We should talk about Celeste Holm. I oh, mean, she's I great love, in everything. <laughs> love Celeste Holm. It is her Oscar. It is her Oscar. Um, but we'll get to Celeste Holm <laughs> next week when I, we get to our I guarantee top you. five. We'll find out. 
be very shocked. I would be shocked too. Um, okay. Um, what if you're like number thirty-five? All about Eve. And I'm like, what the, what the hell? <laughs> Uh, okay, number 34 yes. for me yes. is Wings. Okay. Uh, again, I was very surprised by how much I like this movie. And yeah. I agree with you, there is definitely a huge chunk that could be cut out. But this movie is so interesting because we're getting a silent movie pre-production code. So this movie is a little, like... Racy. Racy. It's yeah. kind of sexual. Yeah. Um, and, you know, we see Clara Bow, Bow's breasts. We see, like, some kind of, like homosexual relationship between the two leads so it's, i mean it's it's very you know and let's be let's be honest here it is um kind of amazing that they allowed gary cooper to exist during the production code because he is <laughs> so hot so just by existing and the two minutes he's in the movie are the two minutes you will remember better than anything else in the movie oh for sure <laughs> so yeah i think there's a lot to like about this movie i i really enjoy wings so yeah it's yeah. definitely near the middle of the pack for me um i put my fair lady uh, okay, a so not, bit higher than not you. too far away from mine. Okay, um, I think, as you mentioned, the mixed messaging really drags it down. Because I think I think I would actually rank it higher if the end of the movie wasn't the end of the movie. Yeah, if she ended by not going back to him. Yeah, then I would rank this a lot higher. And I know there have been stage productions that have taken that route. Okay, um, with the story, but I personally. Uh, that drags it down for me because I don't. I I think that Rex Harrison's character deserves his comeuppance, and yes. he doesn't get that. Well, it's like the same as it's like the Annie Hall factor. Like yes. he doesn't learn his lesson at the end. Yes. It is, and he gets much, away with it. It's very turn of the century Annie Hall. Um, yeah, and uh, yeah, except <laughs> they don't. Except they end up together, which makes it even worse. <laughs> yeah. Um, but that said, um, I do think a lot of the music is pretty good. And I um, think Audrey Hepburn, who has been really maligned for being in this movie, um, yeah. and the fact that she was dubbed, but I do think she gives a really great performance. Um, and I love her street rat cockney. Yeah that part of her performance I think she just really goes all in and has a great time and um, and then nobody looks better in those costumes than she does oh yeah you know um, so yeah um, I rank it a little higher for those reasons I don't love it but you know there you go fair enough fair enough that was your 34 yes so my 33 mm-hmm. is Lawrence of Arabia Oh. <laughs> yeah, I was, I was wondering if you would think this is a little scandalous that it's... It is. That it's this high on yeah. the list for me. Yeah. Um, I know people, like, love this. People go fucking bananas over this movie. And I can see that to a point, but I still find it plotting kind of dull. And, yeah, not as exciting as I was expecting it to be when I watched it. Mm-hmm. It's beautifully shot. Mm-hmm. And Peter O'Toole looks beautiful in it. Mm-hmm. Um... Yeah, but nah. Omar Sharif. We love Omar Sharif. Yeah, totally. You know, there's again, there's a lot to like about this movie. As far as like, you know, we're getting into some of the the epics, and I think it's safe to say that I don't really respond, l- respond that positively to these long epic films. Okay. And Lawrence Arabia being one of them. Yeah. Um, my thirty three is an American in Paris. Okay. Um, I 
have actually kind of shifted these rankings in the last day because I had it a little bit lower. And I had it below My Fair Lady. But then I thought about it and uh-huh. I realized that I would rather rewatch An American in Paris because mm-hmm. I do think um, that it is largely an enjoyable experience. Yeah. Um, and it's quick and it's fun. Um, I think my only real issues with it in retrospect are that it beat Streetcar in Place and Sun. Yes. A hundred percent. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but and I also prefer seeing you in the rain, which I think is a better movie mm-hmm. than American Paris. Um, and I yes. I have the hindsight of knowing that movie was, was to come, right? You know, but uh, but I don't have a problem with it, like, <laughs> like some people do. <laughs> I mean, like some people just like really hate it for some reason. But I'm like, no, it's fine. Um, so that is, you get thirty three, right? Um, should I do 32 now? Yes, please okay. do. Okay, How Green Is My Valley. Oh, So taking wow. okay. care of things that you have knocked out. I think it is a, a better movie than you seem to indicate. <laughs> and, um, and I do like certain John Ford movies better than this one. Um, I would say, you, you know, of the movies that he, he won for, uh, like Quiet Man, mm-hmm. I prefer... Um, I really like the movie that is my namesake, uh, The Man Who Shot Liberty Balance. There you go. <laughs> um, so that's my opinion there. But um, I do think it's a, a really sweet movie. I think it has some moments that hold up really well. I love, love, love that shot of uh, Maureen O'Hara waving, you know. The wind. The wind. <laughs> um, you know, and Roddy McDowell is like one of those child actors that doesn't annoy the out of me so um, maybe it's because i know he grows up to be like a socialite gay man in hollywood yeah even though he never is like officially out like we all know yeah um and and he's like you know he he's a legitimate character actor and everything but anyway he doesn't annoy me so it's good so it's good um, uh okay my number 32 in keeping with the theme of our epics is ben-hur uh, for a lot of the same reasons that you said, um, I rank it above Lawrence Arabia because of the chariot scene and and the moment where Ben-Hur interacts with Jesus Christ for the first time, and we don't see his face, we just see his back. It and is a good scene. It is a it very, is a very moving, good scene. And it moved yeah. me to tears. So that is that is why it is above Lawrence of Arabia, which did not make me cry. Ben-Hur did. So give it props. It actually affected me. It moved me. It moved you <laughs> Ben-Hur did not make me cry. <laughs> and neither did You Can't Take It With You, which is my number 31. <laughs> um, which I, I think it's a sweet movie, though. Yeah. And it is very stage-bound. Um, you can tell it comes from a play. Yeah. Um, and they don't really do much to open it up. But um, but it has a great cast. Um, it is still really fun. And... Um, you know, it's just not as good as the other Capra that we'll discuss next week. If I, if you, if you put that in the next five, I would like. <laughs> Can you imagine? Uh, no, I definitely did not. Okay, good. All right. uh, no, so my okay, my thirty-one. Yes. We're on to the bridge on the River Kwai. Ah. Mm-hmm. Um, You're just like knocking the epics out. Yeah, because again, I think it's because, you know, since I did this about like which movies I would watch over other movies, like yeah. the war movies for me, I like know. I just don't necessarily want to revisit no. as many of them. You know, they're they're not quite 
yeah, they're not quite my jam. Yeah, no, um, I get that. I get that. And I do like The Bridge in the River Kwai. I think it is a really good movie. It's a, yeah. a very interesting character study of um, Alec Guinness's character. Yeah. Um, yeah. And it's just not. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, it, it, and again, I think there is. You know, I think it's an editing problem. I think a lot of the scenes with William Holden could definitely be thrown out. Um, and if we focus more on Alec Guinness and um, Seizu Hayakawa, I think I said that right, um, their relationship is where the movie really shines. So, And that's, you know, the bulk of the first half of the film. So I liked it. Um, okay. 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 <laughs> um, um, I put... At number 30. 30. Did you give your 31? Yes. You did, okay. Uh, I put Patton. 30 for Patton, okay. Um, on the same uh, epic thing. Again, I don't I don't like his character either. Um, I really like Carl Malden in the movie. Um, I like Carl Malden and everything. <laughs> but, um, I, uh, but I also know, don't know if the movie wants us to like him, so it doesn't bother me as yeah. much. And I will say that of all of the many epic war films that we watch, this one probably has the best battle sequences mm, and yeah. um, has just stunning photography. Yeah. So that, and good music, and that ranks it above for me. Okay. That's all I have to say about it, though. Okay, that's fair. Uh, okay, so my number 30. Mm-hmm. So we're down to our last five, aren't we? 30 down to 26. After, after you give 30, that will... Yeah, yeah, we're down to our last five. Okay, yeah. so yeah, so here we go. So yeah, so my 30 is All Quiet on the Western Front. <laughs> and this is where I thought, I'm pretty sure you're ranking that a lot higher than I am. Yeah. <laughs> I think you are, I think you are. Um, ah, I'm, I'm trying to like think of like a reason why it's not in my top 25, and I guess the only reason I can think of is that like I just don't really see myself coming back to it anytime soon. I would rewatch it, but I think this is a, a very difficult movie to watch but I, the reason why I think I've placed it above the likes of Patton and uh, River Kwai and other you know war films I've ever talked about is this is an anti-war film which I do side with more but mm. it's just brutal and it's hard it's a hard sit through it really is yeah okay <laughs> that's all I got to well, say I'll have more to say about that <laughs> later um do you, do you have a 29 I do have a 29. My 29 is Oliver! Exclamation point. Finally. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> I, and this was one where I was more surprised when I was doing my list when I saw where this movie ended up. I really like Oliver. The more I think about it, I really do. I think... <laughs> I honestly think the songs and the music in Oliver are really good. I, I still find myself singing a lot of them. And I love Ron Moody's performance as Fagin. I think he's fantastic. <laughs> so my number 29 <laughs> I'm <moving it> along. <laughs> is the French Connection. Oh, wow. Okay. Okay, that one shocked me a little. Wow, okay. Yes. Um, I really like the French Connection. Uh-huh. Um... But, uh, eh. yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, I really like the French Connection. It's still in the top 30. It's not like I'm like putting it in the back part of the list. Yeah. Um, I, I think the ending is really what makes it for me, mm. um, which we discussed the week. But I didn't like it until the ending. 
so. Yeah, well, and I kind of didn't appreciate the ending until you gave me your feeling toward the ending, and then I got it. I, I yes. You know, so well, it really helped me give I'm an extra appreciation for I'm it. I'm a very intelligent person, <laughs> yeah. Sam, so yeah, I, I tend to just shift people's paradigms with correct, opinions. Correct, correct. But, um, <laughs> but still, I, it's, I, there's other movies I like better. Yeah. So. Fair. Fair. Okay. That's, uh, my, Okay. Okay, so my 28, mm-hmm. I'm curious to see your reaction to this. <laughs> my 28 is Mrs. Miniver. Okay. Okay, okay, you're, not, you're not too butthurt. Every time, every time you, you say that, I'm afraid it's going to be an unjustifiably low ranking of I just I know how much you love Greer Garson. <laughs> so I do love her, that doesn't mean I think her movie is in the top 25. <laughs> Yeah, okay, so uh, there's a lot to love about Mrs. Miniver. Yes. I do love Mrs. Miniver, but I really, really hate the subplot flower competition. Like, to a point where it's like when, when like, Mrs. Miniver is brought up, that's kind of all I can think of now because I dislike it so much. So that if that was taken out, Mrs. Miniver would probably be way higher on my list okay. because I love the family scenes. Oh, yeah. I love when the German guy comes in and Greer Garson has to defend her. So, like, there's a, there's a lot to love. Uh, but I fucking hate the flower competition. <laughs> speaking of flowers... Oh, oh. I'm trying to see the connection. Was, I, I'm, like, trying I mean, to... I, <laughs> Midnight Cowboy. <laughs> um, number 28 I have is Midnight Cowboy. Okay, that's that's not as like low as I thought you were going to put it. Oh, okay. no, 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 no. Um, uh, I, uh, I really, I, I, I appreciate Midnight Cowboy. Yeah. Especially after our discussion of yeah. the movie. And hearing your opinions on it. Um, so that put it above some of the others that might not have happened earlier. Right. Um, but uh, it still is in the bottom half for me just because I, there's the, I, I don't know, I haven't resolved my feelings on its depiction of homosexuality. No, absolutely. And it, no, and since you brought that up, honestly, like, I kind of rethought of my, like, had to reframe what my feelings were mm-hmm. toward it because you're right, it is really shocking what happens. It is, it is. But that doesn't necessarily mean the movie's bad. Right, right, right. Because it's still depicting something. That True. isn't necessarily unreal. It's just what are how exactly. you, what is the movie telling you about it, and that's what's. But the fact that it was directed by a gay man kind of makes me um, balance my feelings about it a little bit. So yeah. I don't know. Anyway, twenty eight. Yeah. That's my twenty eight. That's twenty eight. Okay, what is your twenty seven? The Lost Weekend. <gasps> oh no, he's so upset. It's on the top twenty seven. Oh <laughs> wow. Folks, I did not think we were going to get to Billy Wilder today. Whoa. Okay. 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 Tell me why. <laughs> give me give me your reasons. <laughs> I can't wait to hear this. Um, I, The Lost Weekend's a great movie. Okay. <laughs> Damn right it is. Um, every movie <laughs> after this is a great movie to me. Okay. 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 Um, like, we, the top 27 is like top 10 for me. Don't yeah. worry. Don't worry. <laughs> I love this. I, I think it's a great movie. I don't love it as much as you do, um, and it, it it isn't as personal to me as it seems to be to you. Uh-huh. Um, I also would have picked Mildred Pierce as the best picture <laughs> okay. winner in okay. 1945. Okay, <laughs> um, but uh, it's Billy Wilder, so it is great. It has a great performance by Ray Milland. It has a great 
Um, I, I like Jane Wyman. It's it's good. It's good. I'm not disparaging the movie. <laughs> I'm just placing it at 27. God. Okay. Tell okay. Me your 27. Okay. My <laughs> my 27 is Tom Jones. Oh, I've <laughs> forgotten about him. I know. Um, all I have to say about Tom Jones is. I've, okay, I've actually rewatched this a couple times. Why? I know, right? So, like, okay, the reason was because this is we when we were recording the, the Tom Jones episode. That was when we took a little bit of a break because the pandemic had hit. Oh, so you and I went it. home for a while. So I'd watched it. Yeah. And then we took a break, and then we we're gonna record. And I was like, I should rewatch it. Mm. And when I was rewatching it, my dad was also home, and he kind of like. He doesn't really necessarily like all the movies that I like to watch, but he was kind of in the background as I had it on. And then little by little, he kind of kept getting closer and closer to the TV. So finally he was like, what is this? And then I told him and he was like, this one, best picture? And that's the reaction that I want people to have when they watch this movie. It warrants that kind of just like confused, but slightly like amused expression that comes across their face. I think there's more to like about Tom Jones than meets the eye. And so since I've watched it again, there are parts that I enjoy even more. The main parts being Dame Edith Evans, uh, her performance. I think she's so funny. So funny. Yeah. And I really like it. I think it's actually a really good movie. <laughs> it's bonkers. It's yeah. batshit crazy. And I love it for it. And you know, the thing that I want people to do when they say, when they look at a Best Picture winner is, what is this? Why did this win? <laughs> that's exactly what I'm looking for. Isn't that hilarious, though? I just think that's so funny. <laughs> you know, whatever. Uh, whatever. <laughs> You give your 26. I have my reasons. Okay. 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 Second to last movie for today. No. The last Last movie of today. Oh my gosh. Okay. So, I guess this is technically the best of the bottom of the barrel. (laughs) That's how we want to put it. My number 26 is A Man for All Seasons. Okay. Okay? Okay. I I really like this movie. I would watch it again in a heartbeat. Yeah. Um, And this is a great example of a... Stage production turned into a movie where it does open it up and it yes. doesn't feel like it's very stagey. It yes. does feel very cinematic. The performances are absolutely wonderful. Um, maybe the only reason it's not in the top 25, I guess, it didn't quite make that cut is because it's not as exciting as some of the other movies, I guess. You know, it's very wordy. It's very, like, uh, dealing with a lot of, uh, I guess, thoughts. You know, it's very, like, let's let's... Let's talk about what we think about this. You know, it's one of those kinds of movies where they're just talking about ideas rather than actually doing a lot of things, um, which makes it fun and interesting, but it's just not as interesting as others. So what is your final movie of the day? The best of your worst. What is what is your number 26, Rance? Again, we've gotten movies I've <laughs> yeah. So um, Mrs. Miniver is my 26. Not much right. higher than what you had it. Um, I... I agree. There, it's a little sentimental to have that little flower storyline in there, but I do love so much about the movie, including Greer Garson's gargantuan performance. <laughs> yeah. um, you know, a slam dunk of a best actress, um, and I and the best supporting actress, Teresa Wright. I always enjoy in everything. Um, I think you had problems with her winning. I did. You? Yeah, yes. but um, but I still like her a lot. So I, don't, I don't really care. <laughs> I don't care. 
Um, <laughs> you know, and uh, I love William Wyler. Yeah. In all things. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, this has been over 26. That's how I'm signing off. That's pretty good. That is... Okay, so those were our first 26, 26. Yeah. movies. Were there... Okay, <laughs> what was the most shocking one? For you. For me. Um... I mean, I, I'm, I'm shocked it took so long to get to Broadway Melody. <laughs> That's fair. For you. Because um, <laughs> I know how much you just hated it. Yeah. Um, I, I would say I think your All Quiet on the Western Front is a little low. Yeah. Yeah. I I, I'm not, that. but, but, but most, we, I, there are very few movies that we didn't, um, I think the only, uh, Lawrence of Arabia, I haven't hit that one. Mm-hmm. Um, I haven't hit A Man for All Seasons, The Bridger on the River Kwai. Yep. Um, I haven't hit All Quiet on the Western Front. I think that those are the four that you mentioned that yeah. I have not said yet. Yep, that would be correct. Yeah. And I, uh, I'm i not sure. I, I mentioned French Connection and Midnight Cowboy, which you haven't said yet. I mentioned Lost Weekend, which you yes. haven't said yet. I had three in a row that you... <laughs> yeah, I was a little taken aback. <laughs> um, I don't... What's what's the uh, a Grand Hotel I mentioned and you haven't mentioned it yet? Correct. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, so those yeah. are those are the four that we don't have in common here. Yeah. Interesting. Interesting. Very um, interesting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, I, I would I would say that's a lot more kind of matched up and we're on par than I guess I was anticipating. If I read your list online, uh, I wouldn't be upset with it. Yeah. You know, the <laughs> totally. way that I often am with these lists. Absolutely. So. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. And there's nothing. You didn't put any of my, like, all-time faves. Right. The ones you want to keep forever and ever. In the bottom 25. Yeah. So, yeah. I, so at least they'll be in the top half of your list, and that's fine with me. Yes. So speaking so. of the top half of our list, everybody, join us next week. We're going to give you the rest of our rankings from 25 all the way down to number one. I am so excited to hear your top 10, because I think that's where, like, our list will really matter, is our 10 favorites. Um, I'm curious to see how many of our top 10 are going to line up. I'm really, really curious. Me too. (laughs) So join us next week, guys. What is the cause of his red shining?